Hello and welcome to the Three Points Betting Podcast with myself, James, and betting this, Tom Love from We Love Betting Gold, and Jerry Taylor from Jerry Taylor's Tips. Welcome back. Uh, I've sort of done some totting up over the last week and happy to report that we're currently standing at an 18.5% return on investment since the, since the podcast started. Uh, I think we're all quite delighted with that return. Uh, and we're going to just try and crack on this week and, and, and continue to add to that. Uh, so without further ado, Jerry, do you want to talk us through your first Scottish pick? Yeah, the first one, uh, James, is... Um... It's Peterhead against Falkirk. It's a team I've been kind of following in the last few weeks. Um, league one in Scotland is actually the best league for goals. We're, we're getting over three on average there, whereas the other divisions in Scotland are somewhere 2.50 thereabouts, the other divisions. But um, I'm, I'm looking over two and a half goals for this one. Um, I've got a different bet on my for this match on my Telegram channel. My main bets are all on the Telegram channel if anybody else is tuning in. The selections I've given you on the pod are sort of my next best uh, selections, if you like. Um, fancying this for over two and a half goals, as I say. Um, Peterhead are actually top-scoring team, um, surprisingly, in League One in Scotland with 19 goals. Um, six out of seven of their games recently have went over two and a half. And five out of seven have actually went over four and a half match goals. So... Um, there's loads of goals in the Peterhead games, whether it's themselves or they're sharing them around. Peterhead are averaging 3.6 goals per game. Falkirk, their opponents, are averaging 2.7 goals. Um, Peterhead have actually had five goals exactly in three of their last four matches at home. So that's that augurs well for this bet as well. And Falkirk, they've been having a wee bit of a tough time of it recently, but um, they've been over two and a half goals in seven out of their last nine recently, so they're, they're going to contribute here, I think, as well. Um, it's a game that looks as if it's seven goals. Falkirk need to pull themselves out of a bit of crisis. They've been having sort of fans' meetings over the last 24 hours. Um, Paul Sheeran, the manager's coming in under a wee bit of pressure. So, But Peterhead are scoring for fun now, so definitely looking for goals to take place in that game. So that's we bet, Victor. You can get 1.83 for over two and a half goals, five to six. I'll crack on with my second selection in Scotland. Um, it's Arbroath against Air United. Um, the bet here is going to be Arbroath, 21-20 with VBET. Um, Arbroath should be a shade of odds on for this. They've scored 17 goals. They've been pretty impressive, as I mentioned on the pod before. Air United have only scored nine goals this season compared with Arbroath's 17, so you can see a difference in the firepower right away there. Recent head-to-heads between Air and Arbroath over the last season or, or so, Arbroath have won three of the matches and have drawn two out of the last five head-to-heads. So they've got a strong, um, they've got a strong record against Air United either home or away. The last two fixtures at Arbroath, Arbroath won four 0 in April and two one last December, and they've had a two two early season draw at Air um, early season uh, first game of the season. I think it was there. Air have actually only scored two goals away from home all season, so this bet sort of jumps out a wee bit that Arbroath are good value, a shade of odds against it to beat Air United. Air are a bit stuffy, but Arbroath have got a wee bit more about them um, up top, so um, quite fancy in Arbroath here. They've only had four league defeats at home between this season and last season in 18 matches, only four league defeats Arbroath, so um, their home record, they should be a shade of odds on, as I say, they've got a stellar home record and I expect that to continue into Saturday. Thanks, mate. 
Uh, Tom, do, do you want to dive in with your Spanish bets? Yeah, I think um, what I'm going to go with here, I, I kind of had a look around the continent and I like to usually go into France and Italy, but um, there's two bets from Spain and there's one especially that I like on um, Friday night, actually, which is in Pamplona, uh, Osasuna are playing Granada. And I like the host, the 17 to 20, best price with SBK and VBET, which I think's uh, a very fair fair price. Um, Osasuna have been the surprise package of the season in my league, I think it's fair to say. They've been strong, really strong away from home. I think they've won every away game that they've had. Um, they're back at home now, uh, El Sadar, the stadium that got done up last season, so... There's a good vibe around the club, I think, at the minute, and the manager's done a, a fantastic job there. They've always been a team that have kind of just finished mid-table, not not really done anything for a few years, but they're giving it a good go this year, and they're currently sitting in fifth. They've won five, drawn two, and lost two so far. And if you kind of look at a team that you don't expect to be up there, you think, well, they're probably running a bit hot, um, it's likely to regress, but to be fair, the data's been decent. The sit eight for expected goals ratio, sixty uh, percent ratio of that, which is, is good going. Um, conceding just not point eight seven xg per game as well. So they're they're always built on a, a solid foundation, but they've got a few decent players up front with um, Budimir who's coming back, the Croatian uh, Kike. Um, Chimi Avila, who's not really played that much this season, but uh, was excellent a couple of years ago. Um, he, he's back in the fold now too, so there's plenty of options for Sassuna, and they're coming up against the Granada side, who I, I used to really rate under Diego Martinez, but he, he left um, after kind of guiding them quite far. I think they play Man United in the Europa League, or they got quite far in one of the European competitions. Uh, whilst also you know, competing with a relatively thin squad in, in La Liga too. Uh, but he's left now, so he's currently out of a job. I'm surprised no one's really really taken him up yet. Um, it will be a, only a matter of time, and it wouldn't even surprise me if he ended up back at Granada because manager in uh, Roberto Moreno does not convince me. I think he had a spell... Um, as a Spain international boss, if I'm thinking of the right person, and didn't really do much. And East Granada side have um, failed to win all season um, away from home. So they're a team that I think are really poor on the road. And if you just look at their XG figures, um, terrible, really. A 28% ratio, which is just... That's pure relegation form. I think anything below kind of 35% it is really quite shocking. Uh, conceding 1.82 XG per game and uh, not even getting near one XG created per game. So uh, they're really struggling defensively, but um, going forward, there's, there's not much there anymore. Um, they had a couple of strikers, but they're, they're you know, they were aging. Um, Molina, he's there. Carlos Backer's there now. But it's just a bit of, bit of lazy recruitment, really. 
and um, yeah, they're, they're not getting a chime out of them at all. So Osasuna, who are, are flying at the minute, there's great vibes there against the Granada's team that are, are truly awful away from home. Uh, 17 to 20 looks like a really nice, a really nice player there. Uh, so that one's on Friday night, and I'm going to go to Sunday for my second bet in Spain. Uh, Real Betis versus Adaya Vallecano. And uh, I'm, I'm going to take over two and a half goals here on the Asian line, which is 1.93 with Bet365. Um, I mean, Spain hasn't been a great place for goals, admittedly, this season, but uh, it never tends to be in the early exchanges of the season because it's obviously still quite hot in Spain. Um, but yeah, rather than the 2.2 that it's currently operating at. But having said that, these two see, these two sides have been the probably the two most entertaining sides to watch. I think this season. Uh, Vallecano, I've spoken about them before. Uh, came up from Segunda. Um, they used to be in the the Primera, and um, they've not really changed their attitude to how they play. They're always happy to go for the win um, and attack teams, which is quite a rarity in Spain. Um, and I think that might play into the hands of Real Betis, who have plenty of kind of quality operators up front. I mean, the likes of Fekir, Canales, Borja Iglesias, Wanmi. We've got plenty of options at the top of the pitch, plenty of creativity in there. Um, and I think that they they probably should win this. I looked at Betis to win on both teams to score as well, which I don't mind. Um, because I do think Rayo can get on the score sheet with the way that they play. But yeah, I, I, I think over two and a half, if you're getting 1.93, Betis games should have had more goals really than what they've actually produced, uh, averaging around 2.46 xG per game in their games. Uh, but if you look at their European escapades, I mean, they've been, they've been a great watch. I'm sure Jerry might have watched the uh, game against Celtic, which was just end to end. Yeah, yeah yep. so that kind of shows you, it shows you what they're about, really, uh, with Betis. They're, they can be gung-ho if a team goes for it. And Celtic, obviously, a bit more open and expansive under Postacoglu. I think he's a he sets his t- team up quite similar to how uh, the Vallecano manager does. So, yeah, I'm expecting um, it to play into their hands a bit. It could be a bit of a basketball match because Rayo have seen uh, six of their nine games go over two and a half. Their XG totals are around 2.55. So, um, you're getting two teams that are kind of up there in, in terms of La Liga when it comes to XG and goals per game. Um, attacking threats for Rayo too. I mean, Radamel Falcao's there. Uh, Alvaro, Oscar Trejo has been brilliant this season. So, yeah, I'm expecting it to be quite a fun game. Betis are playing at home against Leverkusen on the Thursday night in the Europa League. So, they don't have to do too much travelling. Uh, well, they don't have to do any travelling. So, um, that'll play into their favour. I think they'll be relatively fresh and... Uh, Baikano should come and, and make it quite an entertaining game. So, yeah, I'm, I'm happy to take the overs here. Over two and a half goals on the Asian goal line at 1.93 in the Real Betis versus Rayo game on Sunday. Thanks, Tom. Uh, I'll just dive into my EFL bets. Um, firm believer, if it's not broken, uh, don't fix it. So, I backed Forrest and Blackpool, both teams to score last weekend on the, on the pod. 
and that came in. So this week we're going Forest versus Fulham. Uh, discussed Forest in sort of bit of detail last week. Uh, decent upturn in form since since Cooper came in. Um, but as I said last week, I'm not going to try and read too much into that. They've been a tad fortunate at times. Um, if you look at their XG um, since Cooper came in, 9.58, uh, yet have scored 13 goals. Uh, and on the opposite side, XG against 7.53, yet conceded only four. Um, so again, overperforming at one stage, underperforming on the other a little bit. So um, I do feel that that, that, that Fulham will score. Uh, I think there's no doubt about that. If you look at you know Fulham, I've got in my ratings third best away side, but then you know XG of 2.07, which is the best in the division, uh, goals away from home 2.17, which is the best in the league. All of their attacking uh, data going forward is the best in the league. First for shots, shots on target, shots in the box, touches in the box. Um, so I, I think for, uh, sorry, I think Fulham are going to have far too much quality. Um, when you look at Mitrovic, has got 12 in 12. Um, they've got Wilson, who just sits, sits just behind. They've got Reed uh, Kearney scored tonight for them. They're beating Cardiff 2-0. So I think there's a good chance that, that that Fulham will score. And I think this bet is all about can Forest score. I think Fulham are flying, for me, probably the best, if not second best side in the division. Uh, Forest are doing better. But I don't think there's, there's you know, they're not going to become a top six side overnight. They've got some good players. Um, so the upturn form, but over the four, four game XG, they're seventh. And over the eight game, 12th still. So still not that great. At home, I've got them eight, ranked 18th on expected points. Um, but 23rd for goals against, 14th for shots on target against. They have the highest shot per XG against in the division. So what that means is for every shot they concede, their XG is higher than any other teams. So the chances they're giving up uh, are quality chances or certainly have more quality than, than, than the other sides of the division. So you can't see Fulham not getting chances, and then Forest with a defence. The, the chances they do give generally to, generally tend to be of high quality. Um, so just no clean sheet at home, just two clean sheets all season. One was at Borough at home uh, when they actually conceded 1.3 xg, and the other one was, was you know they failed to score at Stoke, um, but but you know that they, they were well beaten that day. So if I look at the two sides. I think Fulham have got the more quality, quality players. Forest though. Uh, they've still got some good, decent players going forward. Uh, Graben, it looks to be sort of uh, finding a new lease of life under Cooper. He's now got five goals in 12. Uh, Johnson, who was linked in the summer with some premiership moves, uh, has finally found his feet this season. Uh, 13 games, three goals, three assists, and he seems to be playing really well. I like the two wing-backs in Lowe and Spence. In the centre, they've got Garner on loan from Man United and Yates. So, again, some quality attacking players throughout Forest side. And I do fancy Forest to at least nick a goal. They might not win the game, um, but but, I, but I, I do fancy them to get on the score sheet. Uh, Forest have scored in every game under Cooper, uh, and they've conceded in four of the six under Cooper. So again, a bit of trending there, even though it's over a short pe- short period. So yeah, Forest and Fulham, both teams to score at one point eight seven. With Betfair is my first bet. Second bet. Um, I've backed this quite a bit in my group and I continue to do so. Ipswich has scored two or more goals at 1.83. Uh, I think these odds will drop the closer we get to the game. Uh, at home, Ipswich have now got the second highest expected points, um, third highest XG at 1.64, uh, 
they have the highest XG per shot in the division. So they don't create a huge amount of chances, but the quality they do have, agenda means that they're clinical. Uh, 27 goals scored this season. That's the highest in all four divisions, which is 2.43 goals per game. They've scored one and a half goals in their last five. Uh, and under Cook, they've actually scored now in 11 of his 13 home games over the, over the course of the start of this season and last. The only side to stop them scoring uh, twice at home was Sheffield Wednesday. And I think Sheffield Wednesday are a slightly better side than Fleetwood. Um, so I do feel that Ipswich will have too much quality. You know, Macaulay Bond, Piggott, Selina, Edwards. Uh, I think you know, Evans looks a better player. Uh, Chaplin is playing just off Bond at the moment and, and looks a really good player. So they've got lots of options going forward. Fleetwood conceded 1.83 goals per away game. That's the 18th lowest in the division. Uh, they've conceded one and a half goals in four of the six and no clean sheets. Uh, they have scored in five of the six. So Ipswich is, you know, for all their good goals they scored, lots of goals they score, they, you know, they have the sort of second or third highest goals conceded in the division. So if Fleetwood get on the score sheet, which I can see them doing, they'll push Ipswich forward even more. Uh, Cook has come out, you know, last week when they were 2 up at Cambridge and, and drew the game 2-2. He is not the kind of manager to sit back um, and try and wrap the game up. He will look to attack. And even at 2-1, it was under the Kosh at um, Cambridge. He brought on three attacking players. So I think Ipswich will always push on for the second goal. Um, you know, if you look at the under, underlying uh, stats for Fleetwood, uh, 15th for shots conceded, 12th for shots on target, 15th for shots in the box, uh, 1.4 XG against, which is the 17th in the division. I think Ipswich will have far too much quality uh, for, for Fleetwood and they should score at least twice. And that can be backed at 1.83. The last game I'm going to go for uh, is another game, another sort of team that I looked at last week, and that's Colchester. Uh, they are away at Port Vale, and I'm going to back Port Vale to win uh, at about 1.86. Um, I backed Colchester, I backed Harrogate to beat Colchester at 0.25 as your handicap, and, and a bit disappointed to see them lose the game 1-0. Harrogate were the better side. Uh, they won the shot count and the XG, but didn't quite get over the line. Colchester... You know, they did beat Harrogate and they drew, uh, mid, uh, drew midweek, but they still find them a poor side. They're still bottom on expected points. Um, then you, I sort of started looking a bit deeper. Second bottom for XG ratio. Second bottom for shots on target ratio. Bottom for shots in the box ratio. Bottom for shots in the, in the box on target. Away from home, they've just generated 3.81 points or expected points this season. Um, this, you know, the, the, you know it, it's wherever you look at it, it's appalling. Um, whereas Port Vale, I think Port Vale are one of the outsiders for automatic promotion in League Two. I'm sure Tom will have a view on that, being a Bradford fan. Um, defensively, uh, Port Vale aren't great. Sorry, defensively, Port, Port Vale are, are great. Um, I, 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 I like them. They're, you know, they're not going to give up many opportunities. Uh, they did start slowly. Uh, Neil Neil versus Tranmere, Carlisle, and they lost to Rochdale. But since then, you know, done well. Even the games they struggled this season, they won the XG on almost all of the games. Um, and, you know, say defensively strong, just sit, you know, the six for shots, four for shots on target, first for touches, and third for shots in the box. Defensively, they are sound. Not great going forward, I have to me. I don't think it's going to be a high scoring game, given the fact that Colchester, you know, also low scoring sides. Um, so I think, I think Port Vale will nick it. Um, They've got some good players, you know, Proctor and Wilson, uh, the ex-Man United youngster James Wilson's up front for Port Vale. Uh, you know, he should have some quality to, to play at Man United. Big things are expected of him. 
I know he's floated around the lower divisions for a bit, but maybe he's found his level. Um, so I think Port Vale uh, should have too much. They're the fourth highest scores in the division. Uh, the last eight, second for points per game. Uh, won the last three, all at home, quite comfortably against Barrow, Orient and Harrogate, who I think are three sides that are half decent. So Port Vale to win at 1.87 is my last EFL bet. Where are we going next, chaps? Who's got another bet for me? I've got another. I've got an EFL pick, um, James Sunderland against Charlton, if I can dive in. Um, Sunderland are going well again. They've scored... Uh, They've had a couple of good away games where they've scored uh, six goals recently. But uh, they're, they're averaging two goals per game. Charlton, their opponents, the Addicts, um, are conceding two goals per game. Um, they're on a poor run, um, as I was speaking to Tom about earlier. Um, basically, Ni- Nigel Atkins, he's, his team in the last eight games, they've only won one match, they've drawn twice and they've lost five. So they're on a, a crappy run, if you like. Um the games recently though both teams have scored so it's possible they could get on the score sheet here the bet I'm going to go for guys is Sunderland to win the match but the match to have over two goals um, fancying Sunderland to maybe score two or three goals here but it's not inconceivable that Charlton will get on the score sheet based on the last eight league games which they have Sunderland's uh, they've been flawless at home they've won six out of six at home the Loch Ness Drogba, Big Ross Stewart, he got another two goals last night. Um, he's going well. Um, four out of six of those home uh, victories for Sunderland, the Black Cats. Three, uh, four of the games have went over two and a half match goals. So it looks a game again that's going to have goals on it. Um, Charlton could contribute. Sunderland definitely will score, you know, maybe two, maybe three in this. Um, they're going strong, very strong at home. Charlton can't win at the moment. So, um Fancy this quite strongly. The price is eight to five, two point six zero, and that's with bet three six five on the bet builder. So quite like that. That's my one pick in the EFL this weekend, chaps. I I'm with you. I'm surprised at Charlton. I thought Charlton last season under Atkins looked good. Um, I was a bit disappointed they didn't make the playoffs in the end. Um, but this season they've been woeful. Um, yeah. I've I've got them very low in all of my data. Um, Sunderland, um, yeah, they look good, don't they? You know, they're they're going they're going great guns. They're, they're creating chances. They're scoring goals. Um, looks a bit of a no-brainer. Yeah, it looks good. I'll be back in that one definitely. Tom, what you got for us? Yeah, I've got a couple. Um, one in League One and one in League Two. Yeah, I'll just roll them up pretty swiftly. Um, I think this is a great price, actually. Uh, Wickham are at home against Crew, and um, I like them to win an under four and a half goals at ten to eleven with Skybet. Um, they're, they're around four to nine in some places, which looks a bit short for a League One game. Uh, but you, you're getting pretty much even money uh, if you're chucking under four and a half goals. And Wickham have been. Uh, well, exemplary really at Adams Park. They've won every single one of the games. Uh, four of their five games at home as well have seen under three and a half goals. So they're, they're not a team that likes to get involved in mental games unless the opposition is someone like Markham <laughs> who who just wants to go blow for blow. Uh, that, that were a game that they won which ended 4-3. But I can't see... Uh, their opposition crew here 
causing too many problems. I think that Crew have always been a team that like to play young players. Um, a few of them have moved on now, but it, it's still a relatively young side. And I think the way that Wickham play, it's always quite physical. Big Sam Vokes up front, and then you've got Nakim Fenwell off the bench. Um, they're, they're always going to be a threat in the air. And I just think that they're going to bully Crew here. And you're getting that that jump up and you're getting so many correct scores on your side there. I think that Wickham could win to nil because um, defensively they've always been a decent side under Ainsworth as well. But yeah, just look at Crew's data as well. The third bottom on expected goals ratio, uh, just a 34%, which is, again, that's, that's poor. And if you look at their away record, they've not even won yet in seven games. So they're a side that I think might be in danger of going down this season unless they make some decent moves in in the summer, uh, in January, because they've got a pretty thin squad. They're relying on a couple of Lawnies, Janelle Bennett from um, Spurs and uh, Ben Knight from Man City. That. They've done okay so far. They've got the lad Scott Robertson from Celtic, who's been excellent in midfield. I think that was right. that was a great signing for them. But I think that defensively, um, they're just looking a bit suspect for me. And going forward, I just don't think that they've got the, the firepower. Um, so Wickham aside, it's going to be rocking again at Adams Park. It's it's looked like a terrific atmosphere, uh, and Ainsworth really builds that kind of. Um, positive mentality at the club. I think he's an excellent manager. Tried to get against him last week uh, away at Doncaster because I just thought they were too short. Uh, but the market clearly rates them. Um, and uh, yeah, at home they're, they're they're a side I always want to get on board with, especially against the like bottom half sides. Uh, if they're going to have any chance of going up this season, Wickham they've got to be beating the likes of Crew at home, and they've done so against pretty mediocre opposition so far. So I see no reason why they can't do it again. And I think that boost up to 10 to 11 on Skybet, if you chuck in under four and a half goals alongside the home win, um, makes it a bit more of a palatable price. And, yeah, I think me and you've had a discussion before about crew. Uh, mm-hmm. If you look at the players they lost in the summer, it's not hard to see where they're struggling. Uh, yeah. Aaron Doyle, who's actually scored for Blackpool tonight. Uh, Charlie Kirk, uh, Ryan Wintle. Uh, you know, they, they've lost key players and they haven't really replaced them. Um, yeah. you know, how, you know, how does a side like Crew go and replace quality players like that at that level? It's been incredibly hard. Um, you've got to go down the loan market and hope one or two come off. Um, I feel sorry for the for, for Crew and the fans. And they had a great side last year and being sort of pretty much decimated by transfers over the summer. Yeah, exactly. And to be fair, I think if Dave Artel can keep them up, I think he's done a fantastic job given the strength of the league. Um, they were kind of riding that wave of when they when they went up um, from League Two, but yeah, I mean, unless they kind of replace these players with some permanent signings, um, they can't be that reliant at the minute on the on the youth team because it it's kind of the crop that did come through pretty much all left so yeah I, I do fear for them and I think that uh, Wickham are a side that will just relish playing crew so yeah I like that angle um, second bets in League 2 
potentially involves a t- team that I support, Bradford City. Uh, we're away against Swindon this weekend, and I think the prices are probably a bit, probably about fair. They've got Swindon as slight favourites. Um, I was hoping to kind of get them on side, but um, the the market's rating Swindon a fair bit. But uh, I've actually settled on both teams to score at ten to eleven with uh, SBK. Both sides returning a fifty nine percent hit rate on BTTS, which I think's decent enough going. But uh, in the last seven Swindon games, five. I've seen BTTS Cup, and it should have been six, really. They played against Forest Green away. Uh, Forest Green had a fair few chances in that, and then they missed the penalty, too. Um, so, yeah, I think that the way that Swindon are playing under Ben Garner, I mean, a lot of people were looking at them for relegation because of everything that was going on in the background. But uh, they've kind of steered the ship. Uh, the new owner has steered the ship in the right direction, I think, and made some sensible decisions. And there's a there's a good feel around the club, I think. Uh, good win against Sutton, which who have been really good this season. Swindon at the weekend, uh, I think they ended two one. So yeah, they're they're showing that they can score goals at Swindon, and um, this this Bradford side is showing that they can't really defend under Derek Adams, which is not a huge surprise given his Markham side were um, good going forward, but, but didn't really show much resolve at the back. Um, they, they were always involved in goals uh, over two and a half both teams to score uh, was kind of the way to go with Markham last season and I think it's going to be the way to go with his Bradford side because they, the way that they were playing I went to the game against Hartlepool midweek and we basically played two two at the pack with, and, and up against two of their lads and try to really push loads of players forward but didn't really have a plan um, but we still managed to score, we still won the XG battle uh, creating 1.6 which uh, w- was a big surprise to me after watching that but um, we do tend to score, um, away from home it's been a bit more hit and miss but I think Swindon are a side who will take the game to Bradford and I think what Adams loves to do away from home is, is try play on the break. And uh, we saw that when Bradford went to Mansfield and won 3-2. They were superb on the break um, because they, they were up against a team who had the fans saying that they should be going to win that game. I think it'll be the same at Swindon. So it should be quite an entertaining game. I'm surprised you could get 10-11. to 11. Um, I mean, the, the Bantams, their data has been really good, actually. Also at home, but um, always kind of creating more than 1.5 xG. Um, it's only a matter of time before they start kind of knocking a few more goals in. Uh, but nevertheless, they're still scoring goals, and I think that um, that they can do so again at Swindon. But Swindon, I think the likes of Tyrese Simpson up front, who's been excellent, uh, could could get a few chances, and Jack Payne as well. They've got a few kind of wingers in McCurdy. Uh, and Kessler, they got on loan from Villa, who were quick. And whenever you got quick players up against this open Bradford side, it, it's going to spell trouble. Um, so, yeah, I think they've got the, the wherewithal to, to get on the score sheet too. So, um, yeah, I expected this to be around 4-5, to five, if not shorter. So, 10-11, to 11, both teams to score. Swindon versus Bradford. Looks like a cracking bet to me on Saturday. 
Thanks, mate. In other news, uh, Man United have just come back from 2-1 down to win 3-2. Uh, and Bayern have scored four while we're recording the podcast. So, uh, um, you know, never write them off. Uh, who's got a long shot for me? I've got a long shot, uh, James. Yep. Let's have a Celtic, Celtic versus St Johnston. Um, interesting game, this. Um, over the last three seasons, they've played 12 games. Celtic have won 11 in them. In a few of the matches, Celtic have scored one and two goals. But interestingly, they've scored a three, a four, a five, a six and a seven. Watching them uh, last night against Ferenc Varas, or yesterday afternoon rather, they were really impressive. Um, Kyogo Furuhashi's looking as if he's just getting back to full fitness. He scored a peach uh, of an opening goal, a fantastic through ball. So they've got three up there, but what really interested was they, they won 2 0 against, don't get me wrong, it was a poor Ferenc Varas team, not, not the best team in European football, but Celtic. On another day, would score five or six. They really missed a few chances. So I feel as if St. Johnson could be going to Celtic Park in the wrong day here. Um, interestingly enough, um, Postacoglu brought in two late subs. Jack, Jack Marcus, Tom, you'll be uh, familiar from from Dutch football. He was a top scorer in the Eredivisie mm-hmm. last season. He came on as a sub and him and Mikey Johnson were only on maybe 10, 15 minutes max. And the two of them could have a brace each. You know, they were really, really mm. impressive for the short time they were on the pitch. So I'm thinking even if he doesn't start with these two Postacoglu, he'll probably give them more game time than he gave them yesterday afternoon. So I think St. Johnson could be staring down the barrel here. St. Johnson, to put you in the picture, despite being brilliant defensively last, last season and bagging the two domestic cups, they've lost Jason Kerr. Um, they've lost Ali McCann. Liam Gordon's been injured, and now Sean Rooney, one of the kind of key talisman defensive, he's he's out with injury now for this as well. So, but last week against Livingston, a team that weren't really playing well, Livingston went to Perth last week and won three 0 But what was significant was the Dundee uh, St Johnson defence was all over the place, really really shaky. Effie Ambrose they've signed recently, but. He's he's a he's a bit marmite, a bit hit and miss. So he could be returning one of his uh, former club Celtic as well at the weekend for St Johnson. So last season they won the cups. We've been injury free basically. All the defence was intact. Uh, the three central defenders, Gordon, McCart, and um, Kerr. But really he's had to ch- change it up. Um, Callum Davidson a lot this season. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how this one goes. Personally speaking, I think if Celtic really wanted to go out and score a load of goals on Saturday. They can do so. Um, they've got a semi-final, these two coming up at Hamden in the League Cup in a month's time. So I think that'll be more St. Johnson's priority, getting the top team, getting all the players back fresh from injury. So um, Liam Gordon started back in training, but I don't think he's going to be chucked in to the team for this one. He'll probably be brought back um, you know, quietly over the next week or so. To cut a long story short, guys, I'm going for this week's long shot. I'm going for Celtic to score over four and a half goals in the match which is 15-2, 8.5 with Betfair. Um, I think I really fancy Celtic to win this one comfortably. The place will be rocking again. They had 50,000 fans in Parkhead yesterday afternoon against Ferenc Varas and basically 2-0 greatly flattered Ferenc Varas. Celtic missed a penalty as well. Should have been 5 or 6. And I think St. Johnson could be looking at something similar if Celtic really want to um, go for a jugular here. So that's uh, this weekend's long shot, guys. Thanks, mate. Um... Tom, do you want to do yours next, mate? 
yeah, no, I, I, love, I love that shout. I think Celtic are only going to get better, and I thought they were excellent in that game against her and Sparrow. So I think if they can play like that against a team that were, uh, you know, in the Champions League last season, I think they should be, should be doing uh, some damage to the likes of Sir Johnston. Aye. Um, I think that. Um, what was significant, Tom? They've been relying on Kyogo yeah. Furuhashi, Celtic, for the early part of the season. He got injured, then they hit a blip. But Jack Amakis, if that's him up to fitness, he looks a real threat. Based on his numbers, I was going through his numbers earlier on that he scored in Dutch football. And if he starts scoring, you know, ones and twos and threes, you know, Celtic will, will be flying the next week. So it's one for the listeners and yourselves, guys, to just. Um, just keep an eye on that team lineup for Celtic if they've got Kyogo and uh, Jack Amakis banging in the goals. There could be some goal returns coming in the next the coming weeks. Yeah, yeah, I love the business that they've done. I was on Jack Amakis a lot last season. Aye. On the podcast that I did then, I kind of yeah, just got two or more hat tricks and it, it was oh, decent prices a lot of the time. Yeah, it was excellent. So love that bit of business. Um, I'm going to stay in the Premier League though. Um, Going to the well here a bit with uh, uh, something that I kind of looked at from pretty much the first game that Watford were in the Premier League, which was the opposition left back to pick up a card. And uh, we've had some decent decent winners, to be honest, if you just kind of back it blindly. Uh, they're, they're, they're away here against Everton. And I think that um, actually I fancy... Uh, Watford to get something to be honest I've just got a, a bit of a hunch that um, they'll they'll get a win here and they're a big old prize too because uh, I still think there's injury issues with Everton and Decore being out as a huge blow so um, I'll be having a little nibble on Watford to win at a decent price uh, even though they got battered last week and were poor I think they'll be a team that kind of thrive on playing away from home and on the break and yeah, I think that the man that is doing all the damage really um, for Watford this season is Ismail Assar, the right winger. And he's um, basically right up there for a few kind of attacking metrics. He's in the top 10 for dribbles per game and he's the second most fouled player in the league. The only player to be fouled more than him is Wilfred Zaha. Um, and so he's getting fouled 3.9 times per game, which is really hefty. So it's a fair bit more than a lot of other players. Um, he's obviously a guaranteed starter when he's fit. And yeah, I've backed um, Matt Ritchie, who was left back for Newcastle. He got booked after about 10 minutes for a foul on him. Uh, Brandon Williams for Norwich, Marcel for Wolves and uh, Solly March for Brighton. All left-backs who've been booked against him. Uh, the left centre-half of the three in the opening game uh, against Villa, Tyrone Mings, was booked as well. So it's clear that the kind of players can't keep tabs on him. Um, really fast, really skillful. He's a goal threat too, so you don't want him to get in, inside the box. Um, he's very direct and yeah, the the kind of stats back you up. That if you're getting, it's kind of one of these. It was the same with Adama Traore last season, the season before, uh, when he was playing on the wing. It, it's just back the opposition uh, fullback for a card if the, if it's above kind of three to one. Because if you do that blind, I think that you're going to make money. And the player that is going to be up against this week is probably going to be Luca Dean. 
for Everton. And he's 11-2 to two for a card. He's, he's good for a card, doesn't he? That's a cracking price, I think. He's always someone that I've, I've seen kind of get stuck in. Um, 11 to 2, do you say? 11 to 2, yeah. That's um, some proof. That seems big. Well, I, I kind of, kind of what, when I was kind of looking at this, I was like, if he's kind of 72 or 4 to 1, I'll probably be involved in these. Uh, a fair bit bigger than that. So, yeah, it, it's one of these where I don't think it'll last come kickoff, to be honest. Uh, but it is available with Bet365, who usually tend to hold the prices a bit better yeah. than some of, some of the other poorer book, bookmakers. But, yeah, so it, it's one of them where you can get involved early and then if he doesn't start, uh, just make sure you've got your notifications on and that and you can just cash it out. But he should be starting here. And, yeah, 11-2 um, is just a no-brainer. Um, you could pick any, any left-back against... Uh, kind of bigger than four to one, and I'm going to be on. So, yeah, love that. Um, that's definitely my favourite long shot of the season. Eleven to two, Luca Dinia to be carded in Everton versus Watford on Saturday. Yeah, like that. that's a crack. That's a really cracking price. Yeah. Um, I'm going to take a very similar long shot to the last week. It's a bit. Uh, uh, discussing this before we record the pod. Shouldn't be disappointed when the long shot doesn't win. Um, but last mm-hmm. week I took Leicester to score twice, both teams to score Leicester Man United and both teams to pick up at least a booking. Uh, Leicester somehow escaped without a card and the long shot failed. This week, doing something very similar, I'm actually going to back Wolves uh, to score one and a half goals at Leeds, Wolves to win and both teams to pick up a card. I think Wolves are... Too, too long to, to win this match. I think the bookies love Leeds. Um, last season, they looked good. This season, I'm, I'm sceptical. Uh, just looking at the uh, expected points, I have Leeds third from bottom on home expected points and Wolves fifth on away expected points. Uh, if I look at the XG, uh, I have Leeds conceding 1.84 expected goals per game. Um, that is the worst in the division. Um, so that's more than Norwich at 1.62. That's more Watford 1.56. So Leeds have the worst home XG against, whereas Wolves have the third best away XG against. So they conceded on average 0.91 XG. Liverpool conceded 1.05. Chelsea 0.92. Everton 0.92. Only City and Brighton have a lower expected goals against on the road. Um, I I, I like the look of Wolves. Um, They've done okay. They started the season poorly. Uh, They lost to Leicester, Wolves and then Man United. But they were the better side against uh, the Foxes. Uh, They won the shot count uh, 17-9, won the XG against Man United. Um, They absolutely won the XG 2.54 versus 0.98. so they've beaten Watford, they've beaten Saints, they've beaten Villa uh, last weekend. Uh, they did lose to Brentford uh, and they deserve to lose that match, but maybe that's a bit of a blip. Um, Leeds at home say they're not great. Uh, 15th XG, 19th for expected goals against, 16th for goals against, 18th for shots conceded, 19th for shots on target conceded, and 18th for shots in the box. So they are, they're porous, you know, they, can, they look like they're going to concede. I think Wolves are slowly found in their way. 
Uh, they've won four of their last five games, excluding the Brentford one. Um, they, they, they look good. I have Leeds on my weighted metrics. I have Leeds as the 17th best side at home in the division. I know Leeds are decent going forward, but I think there's an awful lot of um, reliance on Rafinha if he plays, um, which he should do this week, Bamford and one or two others to, to come up with the goods. I think there's an over-reliance on one or two players to make things happen. I know Leeds will be home, full house, but Wolves won't be bothered by that. And I think they can go there and I think they can score a couple of goals. Um, they'll definitely have a chance as looking at Leeds underlying metrics and I think they can win the game. We're also chucked in both teams to to pick up a card. Uh, Jones is the referee. Um, he's given uh, done two games in Premier League this year. Both, both games have seen uh, both sides to pick up a card. Wolves on the road, three or four games on the road, they picked up a card as of their opponents. And exactly the same for Leeds. They've also picked up three of uh, three cards, or sorry, they've picked up a card in three of their four home games, and all their opposition at home have picked up a card. So small sample, but the stats do look quite good to this. And you can back this at five and a half or five point five on Bet365 Bit Bet Builder. Uh, and that's my long shot of the day. Sounds good, bit. Anything else from anybody else? Um, the Champions League is now over. <laughs> we can all go and work out, uh, have our bets. Well, I think we've all, we've all done quite well this evening by sounds of it on our yeah. on our groups. Uh, mm. Anything else? Yeah, I've got to say, mate, to sweat in that Chelsea game. <laughs> oh, God. We had Chelsea in under, under four and a half goals and it was four nil up after an hour or whatever getting battered. But yeah, they came through in a last minute UV card as well. Lovely. Uh, good on you, mate. Nice. So it's always nice, isn't it, when you get a when you get a, a clean sweep or, or lots of winners. Anyway, chaps, that's it. Um, so so far, so good. We've you know we've posted a nice profit. Um, here's to another good weekend punting. Speak to you all soon. Thank you very much. Cheers. Yes.